0: Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel with your hosts, Doug and Jamie. We are back, and this is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels, and we do it in two parts. The first, an interview with an actor, someone involved that made the film worth watching, and the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. I really hope you enjoyed the awesome interview, how lucky we were to have the opportunity to talk to legendary Robert Hayes. You know him from Airplane, Airplane 2, he was the voice of Tony Stark in Iron Man, the cartoon, and then also you know him from Homeward Bound. But before we get in to talk about the movie that we chatted with him about, which was Airplane 2, the sequel, I have to introduce you to my partner in the sequel watching journey, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how you doing?
1: I'm doing fantastic, Doug. How about you?
0: I feel great because, you know, obviously given what's going on in the world right now, uh, you want to stay inside, you want to be safe, you want to wash your hands but it gives you more time to watch movies. And you want some laughter.
1: And uh, this movie was filled with it.
0: Oh my, dude, this is the beauty of this movie. And we, me and Jamie were talking about like, how are we going to tackle this movie? Because other movies we talk about like Jason and all these other films, there's like parts to it. There's like, you know, act one, act, act two, act three, and there's little things within you can, which this movie has. But in between there, there's about a thousand jokes every minute. So, Well, you
1: know what it is like, you know, every movie that we do discuss, you know, there's a, there's a plot, there's a beginning, middle and end, you know, where I think this movie they have one plot and that's it. And it's just one running gag, the whole movie. So it's like, it's really hard to break it down, you know, like storyline, you know, but I, you know what, this is again, one of the few times that I think the sequel, um, you know, that I enjoyed, it wasn't better than the first one, but this was a fun one to watch again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. These movies, this is why these movies are so hard to do nowadays because they've been attempted like scary movie one, scary movie two, good, and then they fall off. But then, like these other movies, disaster movie, it's just so hard to do this so well.
1: So, and, and, you know, they had the right formula. They only made two. You know, they easily could have made a third one, a fourth one, but I think, you know, because there were some recycled jokes in this one as well, but there was enough. New jokes, uh, you know, to go along with it, and I think they did the right thing. They stopped, and I think it's like you said with scary movie. When you have more than two, it kind of falls flat.
0: Yeah, no, no, totally agree. So yeah, so let's get into it. So, so one thing I have to mention when you look at the IMDb in this movie, like before you watch it, it's kind of overwhelming because there's a ton of cameos in this movie, and you're trying to think was like this person famous yet or were they not? So we'll t- we'll talk about some of them like throughout. But uh, Well, you know, if I
1: never saw this movie before and I'm watching the credits, I would have thought this movie was 3D. <laughs> the way the credits were, they were three-dimensional. Like, the way they, like, they were coming at you, I, I thought like, it would have been like the way the spaceship comes through the, the Star Wars uh, paragraph. It just looked like it, I thought it was going to be a 3D movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it was right around that time they probably might have thought about it. But, yeah, I love that the Star Wars crawl exactly like it. And then right away, we find out that we're in the future. It's Houston in the future, and Robert Hayes and Julie Haggerty have not aged.
1: They haven't aged at all. Um, well, a lot of people haven't aged. I mean, this, we have the <laughs> same we have the same pilot, which I thought he died in the first movie, but he's back <laughs> in the second one, right? Um, but I gotta tell you, after watching this movie, Julie Haggerty, um, I don't like her.
0: Oh, why?
1: Why? Well, she treats Ted like. Uh, oh, okay. Gosh. I mean, like her character of Elaine oh, treats. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me let, let me scratch that. She's Joy a very Haggarty, lovely.
0: If you're listening, Jamie means your character in the film.
1: And I'm sure you're a very lovely person in real life, but you kind of play a bitch in <laughs> in, in, in the movies. I mean, you you you. We'll we'll get into her character, but yeah, I don't like her character.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I now I love her. I think she's very attractive, and I think she's, in so many other movies hilarious.
1: Well. she's hilarious in this movie, too. Don't get me wrong.
0: Uh, I'm just saying the way she
1: treats Ted. I know. I mean, mean, you know, Ted gets absolutely. He's the Rodney Dangerfield of, you know,
0: airline pilots. (laughs) And she's so hot and cold towards him because there's a part that she says a line. I'm like, how the hell did she get into saying I love you that quick after? So, yeah, we'll get into it. But so. (laughs) So, again, we mentioned like we're not going to be able to hit every bit. So if you're listening you're like, hey, you didn't mention the part with E.T. Well, we're mentioning it right now. But. There's so many in this, but one thing I really loved was the security guard watching on the TV, and he can see. People I, naked. Okay, so that I, I that was
1: one of the first things I wrote down. You know, where where typical eighties. Within five minutes, yeah. you see tons of boobs. I mean, and so unnecessary. I mean, I mean, I'm glad, you know, <laughs> but I mean, like it really served no purpose. Just to throw, just to show boobs. I mean, I so funny. I mean, it's ridiculous.
0: And it wasn't like the men were naked. It was just the women that walked through. Well, who wants to see men naked? Well, I don't want to see them, but that's the the technology. That's pretty advanced for. Well, I guess they're in the future. They're going to the moon, <laughs> so maybe we have something to look forward to.
1: That that would be nice.
0: Elon Musk <laughs> is working on that right now.
1: Well, you know, you know, the one thing I would say, though, is, you know, they had so many jokes in this movie. There were a few that fell very flat, like oh, I yeah. that it was so dumb, um, but there were so many good ones that I just like took over. So yeah.
0: uh, I loved E.T. making the phone call and it was like, collect the collect call. I don't <laughs> cost. Please deposit a half a million dollars. <laughs> and you see the little phone the little finger just move down and disappear.
1: Well, did you notice that that phone was also lower to the ground? Yes. So I guess it's only for like ETs. <laughs> so. It
0: is an ET only phone. Now, do you think like, you know, one of the
1: other jokes right in the beginning was, uh, I guess, I ran.
0: Yes, I ran air. Yeah. And like you had the hostages coming out of the car. <laughs> like, do you think that would work today? <laughs> uh, I don't know if it worked today, but they did it because that was right near Reagan. That was like the exact year, probably just before that. Well, there yeah. were a few
1: Reagan jokes in here, too.
0: Yes, there was. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so we find out early on, it's all about a trip to the moon. And then we see Oliver Robbins, who hopefully I'm going to be interviewing the kid from Poltergeist One and Two. He has his dog with his family. He wants to go on the airplane, too. And that guy says, Okay, well, I'll shoot the dog. And he pulls the gun out. <laughs> was... And the dog played along. Yes, That's... he was good. <laughs> That's... Great actor.
1: There was, it was a great actor. Was that Benji? It could have been Benji or Benji's right. son double. Ah, uh, okay.
0: Maybe. <laughs> so do you notice the one guy, I think he was in the first one, the Holly Krishna guy. Yes. Same guy from the first one, right? Correct. From Empty Nest, Joe Zuzu. Yep. Yeah.
1: yep, yep, yep. They had a lot, like I said, they had a lot. They, the pilot that was from Mission Impossible, yeah. um, the shows, he was in there again. And I thought he died in the first one. Didn't he have the fish? Oh, he did have the fish, but did he die? Well, that dragged him out of there.
0: Maybe he wasn't dead. Uh, and okay. he's dragged him to the hospital.
1: Now, here's my other question. You know, so one of my favorite characters in the first movie returns in this movie. I thought his name was Johnny, but they call him Jacob in this one. Is it Jacob?
0: The guy at the tower. Oh, not uh, Lloyd Bridges, the guy that's talking to him? Lloyd,
1: well, Lloyd Bridges is hysterical. Yes, but he's like his, like wingman who's always saying, you know, there's a there's an emergency at the hospital. What is it? It's a big building with a lot of patients. Yeah. Uh, he always has the, the sale of JCPenney. You know, that guy. Is it, is it is it Jacob or is it Johnny? I thought in it was this, Johnny.
0: I didn't even write it down. I wouldn't even remember what it was in the first one. I did watch that recently too, but no, uh dude, he is awesome. This movie. Yeah.
1: Okay, so he was the same guy in the first one, correct? All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> one cameo that I I looked it up. It was the same year that Cheer started, and I know that he was he was big, and but I don't know what else. Wait, wait, wait. Before the
1: you talking about like big, like in size?
0: Uh Size, yeah. Sides, okay. Of course, George went yep. is in this movie for five seconds,
1: five seconds. <laughs> yeah. But this is, this took place in 1982, right? This was filmed in 1982, I
0: think. First year of cheers.
1: So, yeah. So he really probably wasn't, I don't think he really did much. The, he did make a horror movie called house. I think, I that think was,
0: house is after this.
1: Was it after this? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He okay. was in house one and two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, one of the, one of the jokes that I, I, I guess I I laughed, but I thought it fell flat. But I was just still on it. I didn't understand it. The two guys that were saying goodbye to each other and they kiss. <laughs> oh, yeah. like that was just so random and out of the blue. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get it. Like was there something more to that or just? No,
0: I think it was just that back then that was so taboo. And I and I <laughs> love the the fact that they're just two businessmen. They kiss, and then he goes, "Hey, make sure to feed the cat." <laughs> <laughs> and then another one. Again, we might just talk about all these zingers in here. I love when the. When the plane's getting ready to land, the guy goes, "Oh, I have to go to." The, I think he said he, yeah, "I have to go to the bathroom or stomach hurt." One of the flight uh, <laughs> air traffic controllers and a little kid sits down, thinks it's a video game, causes a ginormous explosion, then just like walks away.
1: And he curses, he's like, "Like like he failed." I, I you know, he no. So that was an air traffic controller. There, there's a plane landing. He decides to go to the bathroom as it's landing. Like that, that was I don't know that that was uh he. he that job's not for him.
0: It, it, well, it was either landing the plane or shitting yourself. So I guess he chose shitting, I guess, yeah, not shitting true. himself. Well, that's not true. shitting himself was the option. <laughs> but So then we see Rip Torn is in this movie. And I would love to. I'm not going to do it now, but I want to dive through his IMDb because obviously he was in, uh, what was it really? He was in the a Jesus movie, right? Wasn't he? He played Judas in uh, Which one? Like an old movie. I don't know what movie.
1: The Last Temptation of Christ? No.
0: I don't know. It was something like the 60s, but that was like his first big, big role. He he made a lot of
1: movies since then. I I, I and I, you know, I just, it's a name you don't forget, Rip Torn. That's oh, you know, yeah, like, you know, awesome. Yeah. So uh you know what? I just put that together just now. Rip Torn.
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> you, you never, you never, I got never did it. that. I never did either. You told just oh now. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> I bet you nobody thinks of that. I, I never, I never did. I've heard his name a thousand times. And just the way you said it just now made me think of it. I'm like, I didn't realize that. How
0: crazy. So he's like, I'm going to go by rip. And then they're like, all right, what's the synonym for rip torn? Uh, <laughs> rip torn.
1: <laughs> that is awesome.
0: <laughs> so, so then we see, so going back to the storyline of the movie now, strikers in a mental hospital and dude, another guy, I know he's been in other things. Dean warmer from animal house. Dude. He's great as the doctor.
1: He's also in I'm going to get you, sucker. He plays uh, Mr. Big. He played Mr. Big. Yeah. (laughs) I thought this whole scene was hysterical. Oh, yeah. And again, within... Then that, I, I wrote this down. Now we're 10 minutes into So the first like five minutes, we see boobs on the screen. The 10 minutes, Stryker's p- making a painting of a vase, I guess. Yeah. And then and then he's, then when the guy, the doctor comes over to talk to him, he's like, all right, you can take, uh, take a break now. And it's a woman who's topless, <laughs> who's not even in the picture. <laughs> Again, you know, having a woman in there uh, just to show her boobs. Yeah. I, love I, that. I, I wonder if like the Me Too movement would have a big problem with this movie.
0: I don't know. I think they would just the whole me too, they would hate the the eighties, all of the eighties. Every eighties movie has unnecessary boobs. Uh well well it's strictly necessary. Necessary,
1: yeah. but unnecessary. I get Yeah. It.
0: Yeah. But okay. uh so yeah, so that whole scene's funny because the guys are everybody comes around when he's telling the story about Ooh. Macho Grande again. And they're all sitting there like smoking cigarettes, all one bed. And then I forget what Dean uh Dean Warmer says. But then all the guys shoot each other; they shoot themselves, and then you just hear boom, and then all of them are out. Well, don't forget this is this is his
1: his trend, and it's a throwback from the first movies. Yeah. Every time he told a story, someone killed himself. Oh my! God. No, in the first movie, like three people died in the first movie. One guy lit himself in fire. Yeah. Remember, like so, like and and it does happen again in this on the plane, you know, on on the <laughs> yeah. So you know, you know, what's funny one one part in this in this scene i never realized before so he was talking to the doctor there was a bedside next to him of a nurse checking the oil on the on the guy who's laying down she she sticks a long dipstick in his <laughs> mouth she pulls it out and i like, guess all in the background so it wasn't even part of the scene at all i had never noticed before and if you go back and watch the scene you see this whole scene she's checking it she wipes it off and she sticks it back in there again
0: that's awesome yeah there's a lot of Around like out of focus things that that we'll get into later, but there's a lot of them that are just you're like you're not even focusing on the foreground. You're looking in the background, and it's like these funny jokes. Like one, Lloyd Bridges is talking to Stryker later in the movie, and there's a drug deal going on behind. Yep. The guy's selling weed, and then when the guy wouldn't give the right the price for it, he punches him in the gut and then pushes him on the ground.
1: Well, that that's what's great about you know movies like this because. There's you could watch it so many times and you're gonna find something different every single time you watch it. There's something. there's so much going on that you can appreciate.
0: I think that's what's great about it, and that's what makes it so difficult to replicate, which is good, because these movies are they're hard to do. Like honestly, you can count if we ever did not like we would do an episode on this, but we ever said, like, hey, what's the top 10? It'd be hard to come up with like a great 10 of these. Obviously, a lot of Mel Brooks would be on there, loaded weapon would be on there. This maybe scary movie not another team movie and really that's it there's not yeah. that. it's hard it's very hard
1: and especially you consider that this movie was made how long ago and they were so ahead of their time i mean like this movie the 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 jokes land and they still land you know if they try to do it today it would be so corny like it just wouldn't fit yeah. you know like it's so i hope they never try to replicate this 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 movie
0: yeah no, i think it's impossible so now did you watch after the credits to find out who some of these people were or did you turn it off um, I did look at IMDb while the movie was going uh, on. So, did you know who the bomber was when he first came on screen? I thought it was Sonny Bono. It is Sonny oh, it's is is Sonny Bono. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you notice the movie poster behind him? There's a few things in this movie that
1: I want. Okay, okay. so I had a question about the movie. Is it behind him or the Chinese tourists? It was, the same, oh, no, it was the same scene. It was
0: behind. It was the same scene. Yeah.
1: Okay. So there was the rock. You talk about the rocky one? Rocky 38. Okay. The guy looked like he was Rocky 90. Like, <laughs> no. like they, they had an old, first of all, they had an old Asian guy. So I didn't know Rocky became Asian. It was like an <laughs> old, and he looked like he was 90 years old, but he was 38.
0: No, it's called Rocky 38, like as in the movie 38. Not Rocky 38 years old. No, I, I understand that, but still he wouldn't be 90. He, he looks like he was 90 years old. Well, that can make sense. Well, Rocky 1 to 5 is a 16-year gap. I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was looking at the age.
0: (laughs) It's like Rocky 1, he can't read pretty much. Rocky 3, he's intelligent. Money, Yeah,
1: but he he became dumb again in Rocky 5.
0: Yeah, (laughs) no money. (laughs) Makes no sense. I mean, no, that, that's one thing about those movies.
1: <laughs> well, not only did he have, he he became dumb again, but he also threw on his old dumb clothes. His hat, yes, his gloves, does. you know, that's that's for another podcast.
0: Did he keep keep him like in a locker? He's like, these are my poor clothes. Just in case, you know, shit hits the van. I don't have a robot that brings my kid, you know, a Coke.
1: Well, considering also he's like triple the size he was when he first wore them. I don't know how they still fit, you know. But well, this is not a Rocky movie, this is an airplane.
0: Yeah. So no back to airplane. So when I love the the other pilots that come in. Unger, over unger, and done. You know, and I th-
1: I think they had a similar kind of thing in the first one also. And I forget which what, what the joke was. Yeah but, this, yeah. but this this one landed. It was awesome. Yeah. You know, and, they, and, they, and they keep introducing themselves over, under, unger, <laughs> done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i love when they're getting ready to take off like Stryker just gets onto the plane he escapes the mental hospital so he gets on there and to start the shuttle this big shuttle that's going to the movie, like this big deal they have the jump started with like an old station way <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you, you tell me that's not how it's done
0: <laughs> well, maybe in the future, that's what we need. We need old, old cars, especially this in the future, and they're using some car from the eighties.
1: <laughs> well, how about the guy that was uh, vacuuming the the cockpit and listen to car wash?
0: Yes. <laughs> Speaking of vacuums, how about Robert Hayes versus a vacuum? And the music was like an intent. It was almost like music would be like from Indiana Jones, like him fighting a snake.
1: Well. Well, there was, I believe there was a sign in that door um, and I wrote it down. I can't, I don't know where it is. Um, Something like either killer, beware vacuum or killer vacuum or something like that. And that's what, that's when he opened the door and it started attacking him.
0: There was one part that I wanted to write everything down in the cockpit because everything was labeled silly. And I'm like, "I I couldn't do this. There'd be too many, but there were so many little background things throughout the movie.
1: Well, you know, I know, I know. We went past the we still we went past the uh, the the psychiatric center, right? We're still, we you went past that already? Well,
0: we talked about it, yeah. well,
1: okay. well What else? All right. So there was a sign above this this guy. Remember the one guy that did not want to give give back his bedpan? Yeah. Okay. The sign above it says "anal retentive." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and back to that. I know we have this written down, but when the two guys are talking under the bed and they take away the guy that's in the, in the in the outfit, not the guy in the suit,
1: the accountant. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was, that was great. And you know, I remember watching this movie as a kid and the one scene that just always cracked me up and it's so stupid was when he was running and escaping. Um, I mean, besides him throwing his, his gown and it coming back and hitting him, which was I an old that. gag for the first one, when he runs past the guy singing in the love boat,
0: Oh, the crooner kind of guy, yeah. <laughs> With the light on him and he stops and he kind of like yeah. looks at him, yeah. Yeah. And then he looks at the camera. He looked at us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so, Stryker gets to his airplane, uh, his seat on the airplane. He starts talking to some old lady and then like a montage happens. The jive talker is back. And that's the same guy that gave acting lessons. Well, not acting lessons. He did... He uh, helped Scotty Schwartz get ready for the toy. He read the parts of Richard Pryor, so he'd be ready, which is kind of cool that he's in this and he mentioned that.
1: Did he do it in Jive?
0: <laughs> he might have. <laughs> but I love they bring back the old lady, the lady getting slapped. They show the flashback of it, and then they show it again, like in the courtroom. They're all slapping her, and, and again, like
1: I, I wonder, like how something like that would go along today. You know, <laughs> slapping a woman. Men and women, left and right, like, and then you see the nun, like, doing a little tap in the face. like a Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
0: So there's a joke later on that is kind of a replication of this in a different way. And I think it's one of the funniest parts of the movie. But we'll get to that. It's not too far down the road. So we come back for the montage. He's talking to the woman and she's a skeleton. She's a skeleton in a muumuu.
1: Well, she couldn't take it anymore. Well, don't forget also she says uh, she was worried that he was getting sick on the plane. Yeah. So, at, and she goes, "Oh, I never get sick." And then, within like ten seconds of him speaking and telling the story, she started like gagging, yeah. and she gra- and she grabbed the, the bag. So, yeah, his stories make people want to puke.
0: Yes, <laughs> yeah. So the whole the whole reason that he's in the psychiatric and and during the court case, it was that he thought that the space shuttle that they were on he was like the test pilot for it or he looked at like the plans for it and he thought there was an issue with it. And they were saying he was crazy because of that. So then the computer has a mind of its own in this movie. It it does. (laughs) It's not reading the, the overheat and, and that's why he was in the institution. So then right. It's not reading it for uh, Elaine. Elaine's like talking to it. And I love when the pilot it's like, oh, did you ask the computer? She's like, I just told you. I love his reaction to the guy from Mission Impossible.
1: Oh, he's great. Well, isn't it kind of like, is it like 2001 Space Odyssey? It wasn't there, the robot uh, the, the, that was talking to them, Hal, or something like that, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah. So that's probably like a takeoff on, on Hal,
0: right? Oh yeah, that's true, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's why. Um, and I know we keep going back, back but I, I did write down this one line I, I was laughing at, when back to the, the psychiatric center. So they, I guess there was a, I don't know if it was the guy that was with the bedpan again, or he was going crazy. So when Shryker goes to the doctor. He goes, what's what that guy, what's that guy's problem. So the doctor goes, Oh, he's obviously crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wrote that. Down. I thought it was funny.
0: Oh no. And then he, one of my favorite lines, like we can't talk about all these, but it's like, what's the sun? What do you mean the sun? And then blah, blah, blah. blah. But I love the one when, uh, Dean Warmer is on the stand in the in the montage flashback. What's your impression of Striker? I don't do impressions. I'm a, psych, I'm a psychologist.
1: Like, well, and then you know, back to the court. How about when they were talking about uh, Macha Grande and they go, uh, "I'll never get over Macha Grande." You over Macha? Like, what was that whole that whole skit? He goes, um, "Howie." How- oh how- yeah, yeah. That whole. And I, I wrote that down, and I I'm trying to find it. Howie? What do you mean, Howie? Okay, oh, yeah. he goes, Buddy couldn't handle it. Andy was the navigator and Howie was a rock. Like the Howie's a rock? Yeah, that was was good.
0: And then it was like so-and-so died. He's like, no, this guy died. (laughs) That's the way.
1: Stryker was a squadron leader. He brought us in real low, but he couldn't handle it. Buddy couldn't handle it. Was Buddy one of your crew? Right. Buddy was the bombardier, but it was Stryker who couldn't handle it. And he went to pieces. Andy went to pieces? No! Andy was the navigator. He was all right, but he went to pieces. It was awful how he came unglued. How he came unglued. Oh no, how he was a rock.
0: Again, just a, like a, some of the jokes are, I guess, repeat or reinvent it. I love when Oliver Robbins, the kid from Poltergeist, brings his dog to the captain. And the, Captain is holding the dog, and then off screen, his hand goes down. And he goes, Oh, this is a boy dog. <laughs>
1: I'm like, Oh my well, God. Yeah, he was a creep. Well, you know, the first thing he said to you know, it was the third line he said to the kid was, Oh, do you like when they grab onto your leg and go up and down? <laughs> well, you know, now that we're on the plane, and then the plane, think about all the creepy people that were on there. So you have yeah. a priest who was, you see, you see the magazine he was looking at? No. Oh, you didn't see. No. So he's opening it like it was a penthouse. Like he's opening it like that, and it was Alter Boys.
0: Oh my God!
1: Okay, and then then you also had the father. Was it the father of the? Oh yeah, the father of the kid from Poltergeist, who when when are flying and he's talking about the moon, he's like, oh yeah, we'll meet new people, and the the kid goes, oh, does that mean we're not gonna hear about the rape trial anymore? <laughs> You don't remember that part? Uh, no. Are you kidding me? And and, and then he, he goes, yeah, it was a whole big thing about his father at, oh, on man. the rape trial. Oh man, right <laughs> in.
0: <laughs> so then we find out that you know there there's an issue with the computer, and they're going into the asteroid field. So Unger and Over, they go into the airlock and they're trying to fix the computer and they're calling up to, what's his name, the guy from Mission Impossible. It's Unger over done done so he's done and and the computer murders two people by opening up the airlock and they're floating away in space Stryker has like his twilight zone m- m- moment he looks out the window and they start dancing <laughs> they start floating in midair start dancing to like do 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 do
1: that was uh to me, that was one of them that fell a little flat. <laughs> I mean, and, and the way they were dancing, like, they weren't even moving. Like, I mean, like, they could have done something a little bit more. Like, it was just like, yeah, I didn't. And then then he goes to the, the I guess, it's the person he's sitting next to, he's like, oh, did you see that? And they didn't see anything. So he thought, now he's thinking he is going crazy.
0: Yeah. And then he has voice in his head that are coming, <laughs> that are saying, yep. like, he's imagining things. It's Dean Warmer's voice popping up.
1: And then we get to this, I I think they used this line before when Dunn was telling like the stewardess, all right, listen, we got to calm these people. We're off course, you know, and so she goes on the, on the speaker and she goes, just let you know that we're off course. And you know, we're like millions of miles out of place and hear everybody saying, oh, that's exciting. That's, you know, that's, yeah. and then she goes, but we're also out of coffee. And that's when <laughs> all hell, that's when all hell breaks loose and they're, they're still fighting. And I
0: think they did in the first one too yeah and he does it like five minutes before that she he each steward stewardess comes in and they let him know news and he's like oh oh and then she's like and we're almost out of coffee he's like ah damn it captain mr dunn and mr unger were sucked out in airlock in the computer room both together mr dunn and mr unger were sucked out in airlock in the computer room
1: don't panic calm down ladies now are there any other problems run out of coffee damn if i told him once i told him a hundred times store extra
0: coffee (laughs) and then she does the same thing the one actress in one of the stewardesses, her name's lorraine london she's one of those people that she's probably starred movies but she's in a million like movies like background roles but yeah the coffee bit was great so now we get to ricky powell who is our who he was our bonus episode on monday and he was the lego my ego kid and he had a really cool scene in this movie because the girl says you know what I think we're gonna we're not gonna make it I've never been with a man before
1: was he the first one she goes to or the second one
0: he's the first one Okay, he's the first one that's sitting and he has his glasses and he puts them on and she says that and then he shuts the lights (laughs) up on the plane (laughs) and then I love that that running bit is so funny they go back to like four or five times but the next time they go back She's saying it to a different guy. And there's a line of men waiting. And then they go back to it again. She's saying the same story. They pan to the left. It's a donkey.
1: <laughs> and I remind you that the priest is also
0: on the line. Yes. <laughs> and yes. The, very, the very last time they go to it, the donkey and her are smoking <laughs> a cigarette. <laughs> like,
1: I wonder how that goes, like when they're writing the movie and they're like, all right, so we, we, we show two clips of two guys, her talking to two guys what do we do for the third one? Yeah. You know what? Let's get
0: a donkey. All yeah. right, that, that that works. Like I like how do they how do they come up with that? I don't know. I don't know. They tried different things, but I love I love jokes and comedies that do the grad, the gradual like the normal up the ante and then holy shit, like that kind of <laughs> And then Lloyd Bridges is back in the movie. We see McClusky. him for the first McClusky. time. McCluskey. Yes. <laughs> So this is the guy you were talking about. I love when he goes, I want you to catch me up on everything. And he goes, I want to know everything that happened up until now. <laughs> then the guy starts talking about like the Big Bang Theory. First there were dinosaurs.
1: dinosaurs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> they got fat. They died off. Then they turned into oil. And then I know where he skips ahead. It's not like they even showed a time lapse. He skipped ahead. And t- I'm talking about uh, Princess Diana.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he he does this a few times because they also said, you know, there's the, uh, I think there's – they're having an issue, the problem with the sun or they're going to the sun. I think you mentioned this before. And he goes, what is it? And he goes, Oh, it's a big bowl of fire. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. It's,
0: it's, it's, now my favorite line by him is when Lloyd Bridges, McCluskey is so pissed that there's who's, why is there a woman in the cockpit? And he goes, Oh no. Why is there a woman in the cockpit of that ship? And he goes, maybe she's got her ship together. <laughs>
1: but then but then he go then they said oh a striker's up there he goes oh good it's a man then he goes oh there's a man up there like he's so like a stereotype is ridiculous
0: so my favorite joke throughout this movie and all the movies and i think it's the funniest it's just so funny so silly so stupid but it's ted's drinking problem (laughs) whoever obviously somebody for the first time maybe like zucker who who was in part of the writing the first one it is one of the funniest bits in any movie ever his drinking problem is that he can't get the drink in his mouth and the,
1: I I never realized that until I so realized when I watched that movie as you know older like I, yeah. as a child I'm you know, like I didn't put two and two together at all like I'm like oh drinking problem all right am I like and I'm just laughing that he's throwing it in his face until you realize what he's doing yeah. I never I never got that joke it was so it's so funny yeah and and at one point he wants to take a drink and he looks at it because the other woman's taking a drink and then he doesn't take it because he knows And then he does it, I think, with the orange juice later on.
0: Yeah. When she and when he goes, Okay, I need a screwdriver. (laughs) So I love Elaine, like the whole thing, like what we do is all sequels. Like that's what we thrive on. And she looks at him in the cockpit. They're both sitting in the chairs. She goes, Ted, I feel like we've gone through this exact same thing before. (laughs) Yeah, but see, see
1: how quickly she turned on him? Like the whole time she's like just basically calling him crazy and leaving alone and doesn't care. And now she's like, Well. Simon turned to jelly. So I don't need him anymore.
0: That was the best. First, his arm falls off. Well, he goes,
1: he's falling apart. Yeah. No, (laughs) don't fall apart to me or something like that. It's yeah.
0: (laughs) No, he didn't turn to jelly. I thought, no, he did. Oh, I thought, the, I thought the captain did cuz he got the alien, the alien stuff got sprayed in his face by the no, computer. No.
1: No, 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 no. Oh, he just okay. he he just choked. Remember he was uh she, he was trying to explain to her what happened and, and she's playing charades with him and she's putting like the fingers up and then he, once she guessed it, he died as soon as uh Striker. Uh, okay. Yeah, I yeah, know. So she goes Simon turned to jelly. That's awesome. and, and don't forget the I mean, I love this part with McCluskey also. And he he goes striker. Striker. Oh. Striker. <laughs> And I think it was Johnny or, or whatever the guy's name is. hits the other one.
0: Yeah. Punches the <laughs> woman, right? In the back. <laughs> and then this part has like, like throughout the whole movie, this running like right away, but then they talk about, you have to blow up the computer and he, Striker looks at her and goes, Elaine, I think we're going to have to blow the computer. And the computer has a smile. Yeah. Well, before the,
1: after he, she, he says that she goes, you mean, you want me to blow rock? <laughs> Because <laughs> Rock
0: was the name of the computer. Yeah. And then, and then yeah, the computer smiles. <laughs> and Rock, the voice of Rock is the writer and director, Ken Finkelman. So he's the one that does all the voices throughout the movie for that. But yeah. Nice. So the, computer, the computer smiles.
1: And then there was, I, I forget who was reading newspaper. I don't know if it was back in the tower. Did you see any of the articles in this newspaper? Yeah, I wrote it down. Are you talking about the newspaper spins? Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe that. I just wrote down one of them. Oh, we need to write down.
0: You know, we probably wrote the same one. The same
1: one. The man who yeah. sex <laughs> marries
0: himself. Yes. <laughs> and did you notice who was reading the news for the Buffalo uh, news segment? Pat Sajak.
1: Yes. Yep. So
0: that must have been on by then, right? Or no?
1: Yeah. Oh, you know what? Know. Has it been eighty-two? That's that's yeah. I don't know about that.
0: I think they just celebrated like thirty. Years. Yeah.
1: Was he like, an actor before he did that? Now, interesting. Know, we have yeah. to look him up.
0: I didn't know he could do anything besides watch a wheel spin and tell people if the letters on a board.
1: Ouch! Oh, we just lost a fan.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Pat.
1: You know, you know. One thing I did notice a lot in this movie also is there's a lot of sweat going on. Yes. <laughs> like Stryker, I mean, Stryker's pits and back were sweating the whole the whole time. Yeah, and then even McCluskey was sweating. Like I feel like maybe they were just very hot in the studio. You know, the sound. Well, stage. he
0: shouldn't. He shouldn't have been sweating McCluskey. But the reason Stryker was, they were getting closer to the sun. Yeah, but I didn't see everybody else sweating as much. No, I guess not.
1: I mean, his shirt was drenched the whole the whole time.
0: Yeah, when he got up, the, yeah, his whole back was like.
1: I mean, don't forget in the first one, he was dripping wet when he was flying in the first plane.
0: He, yeah, yeah, no, so maybe he, he has, maybe he has a gland problem. Maybe he does. There's, <laughs> doc, there's doctor medicated deodorant uh, <laughs> he could use. So the other new segments are good too. The Jap- Japan, they were reporting this, and then in the news, in the in the top left was Godzilla <laughs> taking over the city, and the and Russian.
1: Yeah, well the the Russian guy looks so familiar, and I couldn't think of where oh, really. He was. Um, yeah, he was in a movie called Going Ape. You ever see Going Ape? Oh,
0: uh, I've heard of it with Clint Eastwood.
1: No. That's oh, Bustin- Tony Danza. Yeah, that's busting loose. <laughs> <laughs> that's another. That's another ape movie. Yeah, yeah, but no, the the Russian guy was the landlord in Going Ape with Tony Danza and Danny DeVito.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, he has a gun out, to his head and he's telling, like, positive news. A new Russian tire factory is opening. <laughs> and then, wh- I, what was
1: with the Richard Nixon masks? Was it, <laughs> I don't know. Like, the, what, like, I didn't understand that part. Did you, you, know, you know what part I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I the, know. The, the, whole, the whole room had Richard Nis- Nixon masks on. The,
0: they said there will be a... We understand that there'll be a change from going the fastest speed that any person has ever gone. And then... When the, they cut to the the every all the passengers and they're all covered. I don't know why they're wearing. Yeah, them. and they're clearly masks.
1: Yeah, so it was weird. And then that that's when the link got stuck at the door when they went so fast.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then just before that, the, his whole plan. They tell him that Sonny Bono's character has a million dollar insurance policy that will pay out to his family. So they say you have to get the bomb from that passenger. He goes, "Okay, here's what we want you to do." I want you to not startle the passengers. I want you to tell everyone to go into the lounge area. And the girl goes, we don't have a lounge area. Never mind. It's not important. <laughs> and then she gets on the loudspeaker. sphere. She goes, uh, I need everybody to get all the passengers to get up and quietly move to the back of the plane. Except the person that has a bomb. <laughs> everybody goes nuts. <laughs> well, they they, they
1: they totally screwed this part multiple times because they also remember why that he was angry.
0: Who's Sonny Bona?
1: Yeah. Oh, he, no. had a, he had a problem. He had impotence problem. Did he go to like a? He went to a, a, a place in, you know, down south. I think because both McCluskey and the other guy Rip Torn, knew about it, and so that's why he says, "Don't worry." Uh, when Stryker was trying to get the bomb from him, he goes, "Don't worry, we won't tell anybody about your impotence problem." Ah, oh. and that's when that's when he starts going crazy.
0: Oh, okay, and then I love all the people who are holding Stryker and getting closer. He looks over it and then he just moves forward really quick. And they all fall down <laughs> yeah. like dominoes oh man you know you know what
1: this movie's missing Leslie nelson
0: yeah, no he's now he is he's classic, yes, he and he wasn't even like he 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 was very he didn't have a
1: lot of funny lines in the first, and he only had like a couple lines he was so serious, yeah, but man, you know he he would have been good in this movie
0: and anyway. Robert Hayes, if you guys check out the interview last week or you know if you already checked it out, he talks about like. When they were like, oh, we're going to hire Leslie Nielsen. And the guy's like, Leslie Nielsen, he's the guy that you hire when all the other guys are already hired. You know, why do you want that guy? He's like a serious actor that just fills in for people. And then look, look where he went out to this. Like how many epic, amazing yeah. movies he did. Even his other ones at the end, like the vampire one, super. S- spy super- Hard and all. all oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah wrongfully accused yeah. oh, all of them are just so ridiculous well he's just you know again he it was
1: his he had that, such a deadpan kind of expression you know that he just it fit him so well when he yeah. did this you know it was, oh, it's awesome so you remember uh i guess a part where they go i think it was lloyd bridges saying um do <clears throat> you have that record on um uh what's his name why am i robert hayes on uh, striker striker yeah you have striker's record and then, oh, yeah. then he comes out with his like singing record. It was like a country oh, yeah. album.
0: It was uh, no, it was polka. It was oh, polka, like, polka, <laughs> polka. Hits. No, that was when we we saw Shatner for the first time because we didn't know who it was. He talked Ultra. about Murdoch. <laughs> That's so right. When he walked, I loved you. When they in- introduced him, I love the voice activated doors. And I was like, shh, shh, and they open and close. But he hits the button on the wall, and you see William Shatner like on what you think is a screen. I left at this part. Yeah, yeah.
1: he's just on the side of the door. You know what? That was very funny. The doors are funny. And then I have to be honest, the movie kind of stalled for me a little bit, this whole part with Shatner. Uh. Like when it was all focused on him and he was doing, it was, I don't know. I just, I thought it kind of slowed down a little bit. Like the momentum on the plane, it was just like one thing after another. With Shatner, to me, it slowed it down a little bit until it went back to the plane.
0: Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. His main focus was he hated the, you see these buttons? I want them all to blink at the same time. And the one guy's looking at something that looks like super important with like red lasers. He's like, "Sir, the red lasers are going through it, but that's all I can figure out so far. <laughs> now they were kind of like silly, but I bet you in 1982, oh. people, you know, there was an IMDb. I'm sure he might've been on the movie posters like in there. Maybe they didn't do it just to like surprise people. But you have know, to be in the movies. You're like, holy shit. Captain Kirk. Yeah. The silly role, which I'm sure he was on TJ Hooker around this time, but god
1: man. no but still but he was huge back then so no i no, i get it <clears throat> but i just think i just feel like it, it was just totally i don't know i i felt like i slowed down a little bit yeah. you know because it was just so so chaotic on that plane and one thing after another and then the sh- it was all about shatter
0: and then when we go back you see how chaotic it is the flight attendant she's like i've been on my feet all day for all these hours <laughs> i just need a little little breather <laughs> I, I, I don't remember I
1: don't I don't remember seeing this the first time around and I was dying when I saw that
0: fantasy island tattoo is just breathing next to her.
1: <laughs> has he done anything else besides that in uh, fantasy Island
0: I don't know but when <laughs> he's breathing when he doesn't even have a line <laughs> well so if, if he
1: wasn't on fantasy island and he's just breathing does that count as uh you know to get a sag
0: <laughs> yeah I think so maybe that's a it's in the script breathe Breathing heavy. Like if you
1: make it if you make a verbal noise, does that count as speaking? Yeah. Cause I know we discussed this before. Like if someone's mute and they do sign language, does that count?
0: Oh no, that we were talking for wasn't that for a puppet or a cartoon? No, you're talking for we, we were discussing a wily coyote. Coyote, yes. But I mean, but I'm
1: saying in general. So if I'm if I want to be an actor and I'm mute, you know, I can't speak. And if I write down my words on paper, does that count?
0: That counts because you're a person on screen. Okay, we were talking. You were almost advocating that Wiley E. Coyote, not a real person, <laughs> get into SAG.
1: Um, uh, is Bugs Bunny in SAG?
0: <laughs> He's not a real person.
1: So what do? You, so you're telling me Miss Piggy and and, and Kermit are not in SAG? <laughs>
0: They're not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, I, I have to understand the SAG thing. That's all. <laughs>
0: Now, speaking of sagging, there's this part that again makes no sense. But when the plane's going super (laughs) fast and they go through different, like, we're shaking, we're trembling, and it's like they show boobs that are labeled moral majority.
1: Well, they 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 they
0: they zoom across
1: uh, an aisle, I guess, I guess a a row of seats, and they you know they show a guy, then it goes the next oh, shaking
0: milk, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. so the third one is the woman with a large chest and now the camera doesn't stop leaving that girl. So every time it's shaking, it's shimmying. It's it's, I forget the last one he says, but yeah, this woman is shaking around now. Does she make sag? Does
0: I don't she, know. <laughs> like, can, does that count? You know, can if you improve yourself, I don't know. Does like, I guess thing, the actor who is the hand for thing and Adam, yeah. like, he probably makes sag. Well, that's what did I mean? I
1: mean, if you're doing more than, you know, I, I can understand if you're just in the background, but if you're a focus, and she was pretty much a focus for three three cuts. Yeah, they, you know, they focused on her already. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I'm, I wonder if she's getting sacked for that.
0: I wonder if, like, Ken Finkelman's like, yeah, we're going to have to stay late. Everybody <laughs> else can go home. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> so, Elaine's bobby pin saves the day. Because Striker he breaks the lever when Murdoch tells him to you know slow it down. And it breaks. So, he goes, get a piece of metal. And he goes... Oh my God, I'm in a room full of metal. And he's like, you know what? Let's just shut the whole thing down. And Shatner like turns off everything, gets ready to leave. And then Elaine goes into like slow-mo hair and Stryker's staring at her. She pulls out a bobby pin. And I think that's when she says, I love you.
1: Well, you know, first of all, Murdoch did not like Stryker. So I, I think he wanted to fail anyway. So when he said like, you know, get a piece of metal and just jam it in there, I'm thinking like, all right, he he has no idea what he wants to do. He just he's just trying to mess him up, but then I I, I think Stryker started loving Elaine again after she took the bob because he was kind of annoyed with it the whole yeah. the whole. She was not listening to him the whole time, and you know she he thought he was self she was selfish, but the minute that he she pulled the bob body pin out and she shook her hair in slow motion, that's when he's like, you know what, I, I want to hit that again. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the cool thing about so so right after that, they're able to like slow the plane down, and Shatner is just sitting there. He's really not knowing anything that's going around him because the plane is landing right behind him, crashes through him, and he has no idea what's going on.
1: Well, he because he, he, he was into himself, he was kept talking. But don't forget, Stryker also told Elaine to get ready for the landing. So she starts putting lipstick on and, and fixing her hair
0: <laughs> in the in the side mirror. In the side mirror. <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy shit man that is the best. <laughs> and then they land on the moon and there is a lunar Hare Krishna people handing out flowers asking for donations when they're jumping off onto the <laughs> do you think that was big at the airports back then i it must have been because i can name dude that joke is in so many movies from that time stripes they make that joke, how Ramis does a Holly Krishna. Right, 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 right. I guess it was because it seems like a lot of movies from that time use that. That is funny. Oh, man. So so that's it's pretty much the end of the movie.
1: That is the end of the movie.
0: So many, I think we did it, you know, I'm going to leave this in there, not edit it. I think we did a pretty good job for a movie that has obviously a storyline across it. It's really hard to nail down exactly. But I think we did it. And there's so many jokes that were probably missed that we didn't mention. You can't, you can't,
1: you know, a movie like this, like I said, I mean, I don't think there's a, a 30 seconds that goes by that doesn't have a joke in it. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, and so, you know, you, to me, like the writers get so much credit to to be able to pull off one joke after another that hit and last an hour and a half or whatever that movie is, is incredible. I mean, the writers were incredible for this.
0: Yeah. So this movie, I, I, what can you change about it? The, these are what the movies are, right? You know what you really can't
1: I mean uh you know there's nothing i I think first of all, I think Robert Hayes played that role, I mean you know it's obviously an iconic role, he's known for this role and he does it perfectly um I think Elaine did a great job, you know I think again. Every, every character, even the, the pilot who was in Mission Possible, yeah. his deadpan, like, everything was perfect. I mean, I think the casting director gets a lot of credit. I mean, they found even the woman who gets slapped and the nuns and the jive guy, everything fit perfectly. I think there's nothing you can change.
0: Yeah, and when we talk about movies sometimes, we're always like, oh, man, the original was so good, the sequel, this, and obviously sequel, you look at it as standalone, but this movie is following up what is in many circles the greatest comedy of all time, and this movie holds up. It's such a good movie. And now here's one thing I wanted to ask you. Obviously, there's so much, but do you have like a favorite bit like from this movie when you think about like watching this? Was there one part that is like super memorable to you? Um. While you're thinking, I'll tell you. I mentioned it before, and I said it was my favorite, but nothing to me in any movie is the, the, drinking, the whole drinking problem. The fact that that running joke, and in this one... the the sex with the donkey when the girl's lying saying she never had sex before so she can pretty much sleep with every man on the plane and animal
1: now, you know, I would say my bit and it's kind of carried over from the first one also is just when they just dis- when they have to describe something, you know, the, you know, there's the emergency in the hospital. What, you know what? Yeah. Tell me. For, tell me from the beginning. Show me like just, you know, the mis- misinterpretation of, of the questions being asked to me is like, the funny part yeah. um, because they, they did it a lot in the first one also. And it's again, you know, uh, when you have these movies that do the same jokes over and over again, a lot of times it doesn't work, but it still works here. Even the throwing in the jacket. And it came back to him. They did it to him about four times in the other movie, and it's still funny every time you see it. Yeah. You know,
0: I love the explanation when she's like, oh, barreling towards the sun. And he's like, yeah, yeah. you know, this big ball thing. Yeah.
1: yeah. It uh, just, yeah. you know, it, 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 I think they were so ahead of their time. Um, I just think it was great. I mean, clearly not as good as the first one. And that's a tough call because this one movie is very good. But the first yeah. one, like you said, easily, if not a top 10, a top five comedy of all time.
0: Oh, yeah, no, definitely. So, yeah, so that's Airplane 2. We're changing speeds. It's like a really funny movie. Next movie, we're going to go to horror, and it's going to be Fly 2. Have you ever seen Fly 2?
1: I have not. I saw Fly 1 many times, but not Fly 2. Who's in Fly 2?
0: Well, I'm looking it up. The guy we're interviewing for this, uh, his name is Jerry Wasserman. One of those guys has been in a million things. He has about 200 credits. Uh, He was Mr. Anal. And look who's talking. He was the guy that went on the date with her and talked about like making sure the forks were the right way. And
1: wait, wait, wait. there was a guy's, his name was Mr. Anal.
0: Well, that was, a, that's what they called him. That wasn't his real name. Oh,
1: I didn't know that was his real name. Okay.
0: <laughs> but In the date sequence, <laughs> he's the one who looks, oh, there's a smudge on this. Screen, oh yeah. There's a line on this plate and like sends it back. And he has some cool stories about being in fly too, because his scene in that movie was pretty iconic. Because it was a new technology that they use for effects so he was on the cover of fangoria magazine for when he got his he gets his hand like bitten off and it looks pretty real but yeah so fly two stars uh, eric stoltz uh daphne is in iga oh okay she was in yeah no she was in uh Be- bevel
1: hills um 90210
0: oh, okay i know he's I also know has baseballs. that's what i mean yeah that's yeah. what i know for yeah from but uh, yeah so they're in it uh it's a scarred me as a kid we're gonna have a gas back uh a horror he writes a lot of like comic book reviews chris egan he's the one who like schooled us on the whole history of tech chance massacre so that should be cool this movie scarred him as a kid uh so yeah it should be a lot of fun so don't forget to subscribe review rate share our podcast follow us on all social media at sequels only what's next <laughs> Oh, our new, check out our new website, sequelsonly.com. Don't forget to wash your hands, social distance, and just hang out, relax. Good night.
1: Good night.